Tobin and Leroy. Leroy Ford was one of the baddest men. Nah, dude, they call me the kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Tobin and Leroy, ready to deploy. Had to hit it with a little journalism, but that was a decoy. Better ask about me, boy. Okay, Leroy and Tobin, host of the showman. Still silly sauce with a show in. Till then, it's half moon open. Sometimes go takes like a snowman. No proof, I'm a liar about a molding. No proof. Like I always wanted him, I never hated him, I never traded him, and if I did, I never ever tried again. What? What is in store? Like under the seat of the driver's side floor. It's Gucci's galore. So many more from six in the Mars. Never a more. Man, if I'm honest, the damage is done. Silly sauce, unlimited funds. Join us on Twitch for unlimited funds. J Fig and Marcos, you waited or what? Toby Tobin, give two Tobin is. Oh, thanks, Low Dog. And welcome on in, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. What's up, man? How are you? Good. What's happening? Not much. I see you getting some early snackage this uh, today. Yeah, you're going to try and have a less hungry show than yesterday? Oh. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. You know, get yourself prepped up? I think we're just going to order food. Oh, okay. Wow. But I have to We're just determining that right off of that. Yeah, but I'm limited, so I don't know what I can order. Uh I, listen, we'll follow your lead. <laughs> whatever 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 tickles your fancy. You know? As, as long as it's not gluten free. No, dude. I'm gonna have my gluten. You got plenty of gluten. <laughs> I just got glutes. Oh, you got gluten. Man. Uh, we got Trevor here today. What's going on, Trevor? You're filling in for Marcos. How are you? It's a call-up, I call it. What a, uh, what a full circle thing. You used to just be, uh, finding us on Twitch, and now you are here, uh, producing this radio show. I know. Do, working at a gym from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., and now I'm working the, the main, the main flagship show. How do you do at a gym? How do you? Oh, whoa, Welcome to, uh, Leroy's world. <laughs> What do you do at a gym? I was I was making all those annoying phone calls you had to take anyone oh, on your money at your LA was, Fitness. He was a collector. Oh, okay. But like, uh, how did you end up finding our show? Because you're not a you're not a South Florida guy. Like, what is the origin of you finding the show on Twitch? So I got COVID during work and stuff, and I was bored. I got woke up at five a.m. and I found you guys, and I started streaming you guys on my TV and stuff. How about that? And, there uh, you go. and then he found he found his way down here to little old South Florida. Yep. Mm -hmm. There we go, man. Let's get to some headlines here brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. The Florida Panthers get themselves a win yesterday. 2-1 over the Vegas Golden Knights. So somebody is on some bit of a streak mm -hmm. besides the Canes. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah they're, doing, they're doing some some good stuff right now. They they, they need to. They got some making up to do because they're still. Everybody does. I, I mean, if you look at what what the Heat, I mean, the, well, the Heat, heat have, really, to, he have to go on a run to avoid being in a play-in tournament. Nah, yeah, yes, but they're not really. I, I would say the Heat are in a less desperate situation than the Panthers are. Like Because the they're in in some capacity. Right, the Panthers yeah, the, aren't in. The Panthers. The Panthers are like trying to vie for a wild card here. Like the the Heat aren't gonna miss the play in, you know, and the Heat are probably you know if, if they can TCB, you know they and and the Nets. What? Hold on. If the, listen, you can't say that, if they you TCB, cannot say TCB with this team. I said if you can't say TCB with this team at all, there is no taking care of business. They beat the best teams and they've lost to the worst teams. That is, you hope they can take care, but you. Like, did I will you be, say TCB? I could no. be sitting here in April just shaking my fist at the Hornets. Right. What happened to you, Hornets game? Exactly. 
Although the Hornets did beat the Knicks last night, so shout out to them. Who who is by the way? They're trying to get Wimbenyama or whatever yeah. his name is. Michael and Jordan's, still beating teams. Michael Jordan's upset. He's like, oh, why did we win? Which is crazy. Think about that. Isn't it crazy you have that like guy? Two of the greatest winners in Michael Jordan and Greg Popovich right now, stinking up the joint, just yep. tanking it up. Well, I mean, Jordan's never been good at basket, and once he left basketball, no. So like, like to include him with Popovich, other than changing them back from the Bobcats to the Hornets, yeah. But, not his only win. But, but again, to include him with Popovich. What do you mean? Just, like, Popovich has been great Popovich at this job. Sad. And it's it's taking a turn. Uh, look, this is. Michael Jordan was just a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. But he's never put together a team that was compete for a championship. No. Okay, so, like, you no. can't. Yeah. No, but he is still one of the greatest winners in oh, sports history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like his biggest highlight, I think you can remember, is like purple shirt guy and uh, <laughs> and LeBron. Remember the uh, remember LeBron when he was on the Heat, when he uh, allegedly stared at Michael Jordan mid-dunk? <laughs> it was like the only playoff. Purple shirt guy was a classic, though. Oh, pr- never to be seen again. He we need that for him, that guy. <laughs> never to be seen again. Now, the Panthers right now, they have 70 points, Leroy. All right, they are three back. They've been three back for seven years. Too. No games in hand either. <laughs> there you go. So just stick it, just twist. I'm just it. letting you know. All right. Well, I guess technically they got a game in hand against the the Rangers, but they're four back. I mean, of the uh, Islanders, but they're four back of the Islanders with a game in hand. Hockey, it just seems like Which, it's so hard. There's no to four make point up. games, so it doesn't really matter. It, it's so hard to make up game, make up points, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it just seems like it's so hard. Like basketball, I mean, win loss, boom, you're there. Yep, pretty much. But How are you feeling, Trevor? You're you're a big hockey guy. Do you do you like the Panthers' chances of pulling this out? Well, I'm hoping for the Penguins to collapse, but they came back from four three goals down and won in overtime last night. Um, uh, that's annoying. It was very annoying. I I'm not a fan of this head coach from the start. I said it. Nobody the, is. No, I I was the only one to say it from the get go. I I said it and. It's, it's I they got they got Winnipeg Saturday night they got Chicago and then they got four days off they got Montreal and Toronto so it really depends what happens with the schedule and stuff so uh, all right. I just I just think that it's too difficult a task to right away expect a team to be successful by playing a totally different game than they've played when all the players know that that way was a lot more successful than this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. players, when, when a coach asks them to do something, you want to see that light. You want to see that, oh, okay, this is why we're doing this. And up to this point, the only thing a player could say that plays for the Panthers is, we were better last year. Uh, meanwhile, Miami Heat, they're back on the hardwood tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers, first of two against the Cavs down here in Miami. 7.30 is the tip-off for Miami Dade Arena. 6.15 preheat here on 560 WQAM. No Kyle Lowry tonight, although there was a report in the Herald that uh, he may be back soon. He might be back that's heat talk. by next week. That's just heat talk. No, heat talk right now is he's progressing. That's that's what Spoke gives us. Define progressing. I define. don't know. <laughs> he apparently says his knee doesn't, you know, the, the reports are it's kind of like his his knee hurts. Like he doesn't feel comfortable playing. So. See, don't do that. But that's what the reports are. No, I know. But, but to, to say, to say he my knee hurts, I don't feel comfortable playing 
means that in certain situations you could play. Mm. You know what I'm? It, what do you want me to do? I'm not. No, I know, I'm not calling them soft. I'm just telling you that's what I, they're saying. Tobin's not a doctor. We'll that say just, that. That's not just a doctor. Dude. That just seems really crappy. Whoever d- did to explain an injury like that mm-hmm. to go and say, you know, Kyle, he's he's progressing, but he doesn't feel comfortable playing right now. Like that. I mean, is that not throwing Kyle under the bus? Yes. Yes. I mean, what do you want to do? No, because I just I feel I look I, I don't feel my best saying that about a player that oh he just doesn't feel comfortable playing but he's a little banged up that's crappy. Uh, we will talk to Ron Ross team before the end of this hour. Oh, the legend. Oh yeah. First thing I got to ask him about is that Eric Spolstra timeout in the first quarter because I, I bet Ron Ross has had some time a time or two where he's been discussing the, with his team. What do you think? The great, I mean, Popovich called timeout a minute into a game, so yep. like it's great. That's what I think. <laughs> but, it's, but it's the antics that went with that yes, time. The out, right? Like No. No. Like, it's a fresh restart. That's what it is. It's like it's like <laughs> he probably sent them on the court with one final message. And then the game started. He's like, No, that is not <laughs> what I said. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. Get into uh, some of the NFL happenings around the league, including the Dolphins uh reported stance on Lamar Jackson back after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you. David Buster's Month is back just in time for Hoops Tournament Hysteria. And we've got a chance for you to win a $250 gift card from David Buster's. Go to WQM.com and enter on the contest page. If you win, you can go to David Buster's with your gift card and have a party. All on us and Dave and Buster's. Eat, drink, play, watch sports at David Buster's in Hollywood. Uh, Ron Rossi's going to join us in about 15 minutes. We will talk to. The Miami Heat television analyst from Bally Sports Sun and, of course, the former Miami Heat head coach, the inaugural Heat head coach. The OG. The OG. There can only be one OG. 35 years of the organization. So, always love uh, talking to Ron Rothstein here on the program. But uh, the big news yesterday in the sports landscape, Leroy, was franchise tag day. And I would say around 3 o'clock, the Ravens announced that the they are going to place the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. So he is eligible to negotiate with other teams. Those teams would have to give up uh, two first-round picks, and the Ravens do have the right to match any deal. But they basically said, go see what your market is, Lamar. See if, uh, see if anybody out there uh, wants to pay you what you want to be paid. You, you, you do realize that this has never happened in this sport, that an MVP – and a franchise quarterback gets the non-exclusive tag to be able to go out and negotiate with other teams. Mm-hmm. Pretty never, crazy. Never happened. Yeah, I believe you. Um, and I'm 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 just stunned that basically Baltimore keeps doubling down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm I'm stunned. Like I don't know if I would give Lamar Jackson the same amount of money as I would give Deshaun Watson, just because I think Deshaun Watson can play quarterback the way he does a lot longer than Lamar Jackson. And it's proved by him being banged up and stuff like that. But for what he's done for that franchise, it should never have gotten to this point. Yeah, well, like I get what you're saying, but you know, for a guy in Lamar Jackson, for what he has done, uh, and especially like – you know, with the, the the things that were around Deshaun Watson, 
before they signed him, and also the fact that he hadn't played football in basically yeah, two years. Absolutely. All of course, Lamar Jackson looks at that and says, "How am I not worth what that guy's worth?" Right. And and you look at, I mean, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones got a contract. Um, he got paid. <laughs> Damn, Jones got a contract before yeah. Lamar Jones. Does it make anybody feel different about the Tua fifth-year extension now or the fifth-year option for half the price? Because um, it should. I mean, it. I, I I think you should always pick it up. But like, what, what's the what's the point? Like, you, you should always pick it up. I think they should have already picked it up. Well, they didn't with Daniel Jones. Like, that's the right. thing. Like, that's it. Right. And I, I look, part of me gets it. I mean, you had a new head coach. Wait, wait, coming. wait. Daniel Jones ain't Tua. No, Mm-mm. he so, never had. So a, he had not Daniel had a Jones year. hadn't done anything mm-hmm. until this year. But that's what I'm saying. Like the right. idea that you have an opportunity to get Tua at a guaranteed discount should anything should whatever the way right. the price of quarterback is going right now. Right, you wouldn't want to have that safety. It just doesn't make sense. It, to, it weird. Just, to me, it just seems like teams are playing a dangerous game because they always think there's a better option out there, and sometimes. You have to take the best of what's available and work with it. Like, I don't care how good or bad or how long you think Lamar Jackson is going to last or play or whatever. But for the Baltimore Ravens, give me a person who's better. Yeah. What are your options? And and that's the thing that I think teams have to individually decide when you look at the Dolphins, okay, and see who are you going to get that's going to get rid of the ball that quick and be that accurate. I get the injury well, that- part, part of it, but from that standpoint and leading the league and those statistics, you're not going to find another guy that can do that. So for $25,000, for $25 million, I can lock him up for another year or – I can wait and maybe have to pay $40 million. The report that came out yesterday around the Lamar Jackson thing was from Jeff Darlington, uh, who tweeted out. Now, th- this is interesting because it does surround a, a flurry of Lamar Jackson tweets, but I do feel like the Dolphins stand out a lot differently than the other teams. But Jeff had tweeted out, obviously very plugged in with the Dolphins, the Dolphins will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson or any other starting quarterback this offseason. Multiple team sources tell me, uh, as one source said, Quote, Mike fully believes in Tua is the perfect fit for his system. Right. Right. Like, we just assume that all of these players are interchangeable. You know, like, ooh, if he's great here, he can be great here. And sometimes the circumstances of your offense or your defense helps you be successful. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But to sit here and say that, or for anybody to think that Tua is not elite at what he does and he fits what Mike McDaniel does perfectly, um, you're crazy. You're crazy if you don't see that. I just think the thing that's weird about it is that's all he's been saying. He said it since the season has ended. Right. He said he spent the first six months of the job convincing that anybody that he was good. Um. And by the way, I do think it's very important that the Dolphins are as loud and as public, if they truly mean it, they need to be as loud and public about their um, commitment to Tua as anybody. Well, because he because started off the, the way his career started. It was awful. And and now 
you do have to show yeah, that you, you are to, committed to him. Because so, you have a week now where, like, everyone's obviously going to put two and two because Lamar's a hometown kid, which is really the only thing that you would plug him into the Dolphins because assets, money, uh, their quarterback situation right now, there's really no Lamar Jackson tie there. There's not. Right. Um, in fact, the Dolphins don't even have the means because you have to, if you sign a guy as a free agent who has the franchise tag, you have to get have two first-round picks to do it. Right. So either two things would have to happen. If there was some crazy large, they would have to trade for him. Right. Or they would have to wait until after the draft and then give the next two right. first-round draft picks to make it happen. Now, question. Um, when they, they give him the non-exclusive tag, does he have to sign it before he can go? Um, I don't think so. Talk to other know. teams because because you know a lot of times when guys get franchised they still hold out. No, I think the tag is like you designate him with the tag and then he eventually signs it for his salary. Oh. But I think okay. you're allowed to. Okay, I got you. You know, once you get matched, they have to do the whole swapping of assets and things like that. But yeah, the Dolphins hey, do. You, do you think Lamar Jackson could play anywhere? And would you give up two first round picks? Uh, I would for some of the franchises that I see not pursuing him. Right. Like, the thing that was interesting is, like, a lot of people do think that Lamar Jackson's being colluded against because of a the, nobody – these owners don't want the what happened with Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed deal. They don't want that to become the norm. And, obviously, Lamar sees that, and they every football player would want that to be the norm. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Like, especially, that's, that's only natural. Especially if you play the same position. And some of the teams that publicly came out with reports were the Falcons – the Panthers, the Commanders, Raiders are a little wishy-washy right now. They, you know, you never know what that Mark Davis is. A bit he, of a he would be great with the Raiders, though. He's the perfect. He, he look great in the silver and black. Anyways. I agree with that. I think that, would, uh, yeah. But it's like all of those teams, and then they put the Dolphins listed as a team that wouldn't pursue. But the Dolphins have a quarterback that was a Pro Bowl alternate last year. Like the Dolphins when have healthy, when healthy. Yeah, but but like that. But his season was at a point where he was a Pro Bowl alternate last year. The other guy, the other teams don't have quarterbacks. Right. So. Yeah, there's something that seems like it's going on there. Like, why would all these teams in the same amount of time, in the same spectrum of time yesterday, had this whole, we're not pursuing them? Why? You talk about in this league, when people are, are hard up, you're getting senior No citizens. information. No information. They usually play close to the vest. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, a, it's a strange thing that's going on there. We'll take a quick break. We will get back into Lamar Jackson, but we got to talk to uh, the coach, Ron Rossi, and get into some 15 minutes of heat. Uh, but you guys can text in your thoughts on Lamar um, and the Dolphins' lack of interest in going after him at 305-567-0560. We're streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. The channel is Miami 560 WQAM. Back with Ron Rothstein after this. This is 15 minutes of your Miami Welcome back, everybody. It is Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Miami Heat back on the hardwood tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers at 730. You can, of course, hear that game right here on 560. Preheat with Alejandro Solana gets going at 615. You, of course, always can watch your games on Bally Sports Sun. And their coverage gets going today at 7 o'clock with uh, their pregame show. And you will be, of course, be able to watch the coach right here, Ron Rothstein, on your halftime postgame coverage. Ron Rothstein joining us on the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Coach, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good morning. How are you? Good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, first thing we wanted to ask you, uh, Ron, 
early in the game against the Atlanta Hawks on Monday, like four minutes in, Eric Spolstra had seen enough. Your, your team just gets off to a terrible start defensively. As a, as a head coach, what goes into those moments where you're just like, right out of the gate, we need to regroup because I hate what I'm seeing here? Frustration. <laughs> you get frustrated real quick. You really do. Um, and, and me, Spoh's much better at it than I was. He keeps it relatively even keel. I would develop anger. <laughs> he, he might develop anger. He doesn't show it. He's cool. I mean, it, it, it has to – I mean, what was the – when is the quickest you've ever called a timeout? Because it's like Spo was looking onto the field like, guys, we literally talked about this three minutes ago. And how frustrating is it when, you know, as a coach – I mean, I've had coaches yell at me that, hey, we just talked about this and you screwed it up a second later. How frustrating is that? Well – you know your message is not getting across. They're 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 listening, but they're not hearing. Right. You know, it's like looking but not seeing. And as you know, as as former players, if your mental approach slips just a little bit, you know, you get to the major college football, you get professional football, professional basketball. Your margin of error is not very big. And, you know, one of the biggest things, other than taking care of your body and being physically fit, is your mental approach. You know, and that that controls and drives a whole lot, as you know. Ron, the, uh, how do you like these, like, two-game sets that have become more popular in the league? Like, I do imagine that you know Atlanta's going to come out with a haymaker after you just beat them uh, just a couple of days ago. These are all very high-stakes games. It's almost like little mini playoff series because you're jockeying for for playoff standing so how challenging do you think that is for Spo to to not only you know have to game plan for the same team back to back in the same situation but also have your team have the same energy because ah, we just handled these guys a couple days ago well you're right it is sort of a playoff situation because human nature is the team that loses becomes a little bit more desperate and the team that wins becomes a little bit more complacent, and that's what you have in the playoffs. And <clears throat> the only thing that really overcomes that is superior talent. You know, over the course of 48 minutes, um, you have, you know, in an NBA game with over 200 possessions, you have a lot of time to mentally gear yourself back up if you don't fall too far behind. And the way the game is played today with the three ball, you know, what used to be a 10-point lead, the equivalent now is 20. Right. So if you look up, you say you got a 20-point lead. No, you don't. You got by having a 10-point lead. You see what happens in the fourth quarter. Some of these games, 18-point, 17, 15-point leads just wipe right out. And teams lose it. <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's not it's not a a, a sprint an NBA game, and the season is not a sprint. They're both marathons, and uh, sometimes it takes a little bit more. A little bit more focus to get yourself into and get your body going the way it's supposed to and have you doing the things that, you know, are important to your team. You know, the, the basketball is a game. I you probably say this about any other sport, but I think basketball is a game of moments. There's a lot of moments. And the more moments you don't miss, 
the better chance you have. Coach, we got a really great game uh, from Victor Oladipo last time out, uh, who has had his moments this season, but at, you know, after coming back from this most recent injury, was struggling a little bit. Uh, what did you like from what you saw from Vic? And, and do you think this is something that he can sustain? Because you know, just the skill set that he presents can be just such a big boost to them uh, come playoff time. Well, I have no way of knowing if he's going to be able to sustain this. We, sh- we certainly hope so. Obviously, only time will tell. But the fact that he did perform that way is encouraging because he had been struggling a little bit. To see him step forward, I know, I know for a fact how hard he's worked to get himself back into the rotation and get himself back into phys- being able to physically perform. I think there were times where he tried to do some of the things he used to do, but he wasn't quite there yet. It takes a lot of game reps to get you really ready to be who you really are. <clears throat> and there's no set number. Everybody's different. And you don't know when it's going to happen. But it has to happen organically. What I like about it is the fact that he has put in so much time and so much effort and gone through the struggles. To see it evolve the other night to what it was is very encouraging. Hopefully he can sustain something like that. If he can, it's a major plus for us. Coach, um, I hate to say it, but we all talk about the importance of the three-point shot. And is this team going to be able to move forward being so up and down shooting the three, or are they going to have to have some more consistency? And, and you know, the last couple of games, it, it kind of looks like, you know, they've, they've shot the ball a lot better. But in order for them to have any success now and in the future, is this going to have to continue? Because I don't think they can win just making twos. <clears throat> well, let me put it to you this way. There isn't a team in the league that can win just making twos. And I'll tell you why. It's because the number of threes that are taken, mm-hmm. okay, the low number per game, <clears throat> let's say you have 100 possessions, roughly, mm-hmm. okay, maybe a little bit more, where you, where you have the ball, okay, it's one half of the court. And you're shooting at least 30, somewhere between 30 and 40 three-point attempts. At somewhere between 30 and 40% of your attempts at the basket come from three. You better shoot decent percentage. Now, if you're not going to shoot those and just stay inside the three and shoot 90%, well, can you win with twos and get into the foul line? I think so. But that's not the way the game is played. Players are going to shoot three. Teams are going to shoot three. So if you want to be good, you better make your fair percentage. Now, the other thing that goes along with it is the number of times you get the ball into the paint and kick it out for an open three or a one more pass. In other words, you know, penetrate, kick, and that guy swings it one more Mm -hmm. to a guy on the three-point line. That's called a paint touch three or a spray or whatever you want, draw and kick, whatever you want to call it. 
the percentage of threes that are made is significantly higher than the number of threes taken when the ball does not touch the paint. Now, the last five games, even though <coughs> we're only two and three, but we did win the last two, our three-point percentage off of paint touches has gone up considerably. Mm-hmm. There's an uptick. So that's really, really encouraging. Last year, we shot 30, almost 38% from three. We were number one in the league. Our field goal percentage on threes from paint touches was 49.6%. Do the math. Right. So you know how important it is. And I'll tell you what, our guys all year long have done a great job of getting the ball into the paint. We have missed so many open, good looks that we made last year. Maybe it's starting to come around now. Coach, we'll see. Coach, how do you how hard do you think that struggle has been? Not only for for Spo because you got to always rely on your players and keep the confidence in them because you know Max, Gabe, Tyler, they're all good shooters. Uh, but also, you know, Jimmy and Bam, who are like a lot of the catalysts that stuff in the paint. Like, how hard is it for your star guys to trust their shooters and and to Spo, even though you get to this far of the season and and you feel like you're executing the play well, but the but the shots just don't go down. It's difficult. But, you know, sometimes life isn't easy. <laughs> you gotta, you got to go through the hard times. you got to work your way through it. you got to find a way to make it work. Give it your best shot. There's no magic pills. There's no magic wands. You have to trust your work. You have to trust your habits. Because if you don't, what, 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 are you, what are you relying on? What are you going to lean back on? What do you have? Your hard work? I don't know. What is no, the thing you have, Leroy? There's nothing. Yeah, like if goes. if you've built, if you've put in time and work to 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 get to a certain point, and you get there and it doesn't work, you just got to keep going, keep doing it, keep doing it. You know, like this team knows they have shooters. They know they can shoot. We've seen them shoot the ball. Um, and like, coach, you think sometimes they get a little hesitant because they haven't had success shooting it? No. No, no. I, I think sometimes we're we pull the trigger a little too quick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's that's easy for me to say, right? You know, I, I'm not I'm not a dumb coach anymore. I'm a really smart guy in the broadcast. <laughs> got all the answers. I haven't lost a game, and I'm undefeated in nine years. You know that. <laughs> Uh, Coach, what has been the thing? Thirty-five years has done a lot of great reminiscing. I love the the Andy Ellisberg inside the Heat, but like looking back, that that's a you know you know it's it's a long run now as a franchise. What has been the thing you've loved the most about this year? Getting to reminisce a little bit to 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 you you guys starting this whole thing up. Well, you know, I got a chance to uh, film those little vignettes, each of the fifteen wins. I don't know if you've seen them. <laughs> I have. I've uh, enjoyed them. You know. Yeah, well, anyhow, I got a chance to do that. and I was actually going to do it in, in two different uh, sittings. But when I sat down and started, we knocked out all 15 in one day in about three or four hours. But I just enjoyed what was going on, you know, reminiscing, because there were so many losses. The wins were so enjoyable. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to go back and enjoy those moments. Um, 
but it was, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a great run. This is a great franchise. It's a, uh, a franchise that a lot of teams in the league have tried to copy. And uh, they have set a standard of excellence. You know, it's highly unusual to have one family who's owned the team the whole time. Right. That's yeah. the Allison family. And, you know, they have a guy like Pat running the show 25-plus years. That's also, you know, that's unprecedented. You don't see that. So there's a reason why this franchise has had such stability. And, you know, there's seven of us here from day one. Six of them never left. I left for eight years, nine years or whatever it was. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to be able to come back. And uh, it's a special place. It's a special organization. No one's perfect. You do the best you can. You make mistakes. You try and correct We appreciate the time, Ron Ross. You guys can catch Ron tonight on Valley Sports Sun. Heat and Cavaliers tonight, 7.30. Their coverage gets going at 7 o'clock. We always appreciate the time, Coach. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Great talking to you, guys. Take care. There you go. Ron Rothstein, the GOAT. Uh, hey, he's funny, man. I, he, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they pull the trigger too quick. <laughs> I mean, because, like, how many times during the course of a game where somebody goes, shoot it! Yeah. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> He is right, though. Like, those those kickouts, that, like, it's such a more effective play than, you know, the guys who are just getting up there, pulling up, you know? Right. It's, uh, you know, it just it, it gets everybody uh, moving and gets things wide open. So, look, it's been good the last three games. Hopefully, uh, like you said, what did we what did we put it out? Do we put it out five games before maybe we believe it? Yeah, okay. I think I think one of the one of the things that, you know, a lot of times people don't understand about athletes is I don't care how perfect your the thing you're doing is if it's not working and you're a competitor, you immediately try something different, even if that is your best chance of winning. So you throw it in the paint, it gets kicked out or turned over, or you miss a shot or, you you know, shot clock violation or something like that. It's human nature to just come down as soon as you get an open shot, chuck one up. That like, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's the constant grind on the – day-to-day basis that these guys go through, even the co- even as coaches, think of a coach. You're like, we were 40% last year. I'm looking at the tape. We're getting the same open shots. What do we do? And suppose like, we got to just keep shooting it. I, I don't – everybody's getting their open shots. It would be nice if there was a magic pill, though. I mean, that would be great. I mean, maybe it's starting to turn around. I think sometimes just in sports, and this is not, you know – you compete against other teams. This is on your other team, on your own team. Sometimes you get comfortable, so comfortable with your role, you don't think that you could be replaced. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is, is that either the contract makes you feel that way or, uh, 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 say, for example, a Pro Bowl or an All-Star game or something like that makes you feel, okay, this is my spot. And and you kind of you kind of have to go about it a little bit different. You still have to put the work and understand it's your spot, but don't think that the organization and 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 especially Spo won't put you put somebody else in if you're not doing the job. We appreciate Ron Rothstein uh, for stopping by the show. We'll take a quick break. Our tour coming up next. 
Listening to WQAM for Cat Talk. A look at the Panthers. Sponsored by Celsius. Hockey fans, don't sit this.